Hello, and welcome into another edition of Not Just Another Sports Podcast, brought to you by Arrowhead Live. I am your co-host, Price Carter, and joining me, as always, is our co-host, Christian Amesworth. I've been hearing people say this phrase, and I'm not necessarily sure I agree with it. Christian, your quick reaction, is the AFC, quote-unquote, wide open after the, uh, the Bengals lose to the Jets, the Chargers lose to the Patriots, you know, there's some injuries going on. Derrick Henry's out for the year. Is the AFC wide open? Well, I think the NFL is scripted. And from everything that I saw, no, the, Jesus, it dude, has to I, be wide open. I mean, right? Like, Chiefs fans will you, literally. on that Twitter craze? Chiefs fans will literally. Chiefs fans will literally, like, talk about how they won the Super Bowl and how it was a great Super Bowl and how, you know, Jet Chip, Wasp, and all that, and then in the same breath say, like, oh, the NFL's rigged for this team or this team. Just stop. This goes to every <laughs> conspiracy theory that you think JFK is coming back to life. Conspiracy theories are built upon what? Mass secrecy. Have you ever seen a large group of people keep a secret for generations and generations? Just think about the level of cooperation that would have to happen for every ref, every former NFL player, every former NFL coach, and the families of the NFL coaches and players to keep a mass secret that the NFL is scripted. Come on. Like, literally use a brain cell, just a single one. That would not be possible because here's what would happen. Let's say the NFL is scripted, right? And then some seventh-round pick finds out the NFL scripted. He gets cut. He didn't make the money he wants to make, but he sells himself to TMZ to tell the all-tell story about the NFL scripted. Boom, the secret's out, and he's a millionaire, and he sold everyone out. That's how that happens. That And come on, like just use a brain cell, people, please. Okay. Anyway, well, is, is the AFC wide open? One more thing about that. They couldn't even keep the Ray Rice tape under wraps or the Kareem Hunt tape under wraps, two of the biggest stars. Like, okay, yeah, they so. can't even keep John Gruden from using the N-word. Like, come on. <laughs> like, please stop thinking that this is an evil empire. There are 32 rich guys who can't keep from step, stepping on themselves. Yeah, and the Washington footballs. Like, we everybody knows that something is going on there. They can't even keep that under wraps. And they're doing an investigation, which – you know, say what you want about that. But anyway, is the AFC wide open? Yeah. Yeah. I think the AFC is wide open. I think they're obvious contenders. I think the Bengals somehow have worked their way up there, which, and if you would have told me that before the season started, I don't, I would have called you a crazy person, but I mean, the bills are obviously up top, but other than that, I don't trust the Ravens to make it to the playoffs. They, they can't keep any other running backs healthy and they're a running football team. Lamar Jackson has taken a thousand hits. The Titans just lost their best football player, maybe that they've ever had on their team in the entire of their team's history. Like, there are just too many variables here, and the Chiefs have obviously underperformed. Who knows if they could snap out of it? There, It just seems to me like a bunch of average teams and then like two or three surprisingly good teams. And I think the Chiefs can come back and, and be one of those surprisingly good, and it would be surprising at this point if they came back but I, I think it's anybody's game. I don't think the Chargers are going to make it. I don't think the Raiders, we just talked about them. I don't think they're making it. Who's another team that has well, any chance of who's, who's a lock for the AFC to win their division besides the Bills? Well, the Titans. The Titans, of course, and I'm uh, really highly uh, recommend the PFF dashboard, betting dashboard. Um, the Titans are at 99% to make the playoffs, 98% to win the division title. Um, 
that's about as locked in as it gets. They uh, have the 31st easiest schedule or hardest schedule remaining. So clearly that's going to help them out a lot. The Bills have the 28th hardest schedule remaining. There are 97% to make the playoffs, 90% to win their division title. I mean, that's part of it. Those two divisions are pretty putrid. The Patriots are decent. The Colts are decent, but they're not going to jump up and scare those teams. Um, and then you get into the AFC North, which is a good division. You know, it looks like it's going to be the uh, the Ravens and the Bengals battling that out. Um, you know, the Ravens currently 78% to make the playoffs, 42% to win the division title. Bengals are sitting at 27% to win the division title and 60% to make the playoffs, all of which have better odds than the Chiefs. The Chiefs are at 53% to make the playoffs and 23 to win the division title. Yeah, all those stats make sense. I, I just I have a hard time believing that the Titans, I, the Colts have played okay. I mean, they're not an awful football team and Carson Wentz hasn't thrown a bunch of dumb interceptions this year. So he's had a, I think one, maybe I think he's like 18 and one, which we kill for as chiefs fans at this point, but no, I, they lost their best player. Who, how are they going to run the football? Derrick Henry was literally taking like 40 reps a game at, at running back. So I don't, I don't know. I think it they're about to go downhill. Fast. It definitely, it definitely hurts them. But the thing is, is that they've built up such a lead and have such a soft schedule going ahead that even if they fall down, I mean, I guess the question is, what is wide open? I, the, the one seed, you know, I think the, I think you're almost guaranteeing the bills are going to be the one seed. The bills yeah. and the Titans are absolutely winning their divisions. The Colts have already lost to the, the Titans twice. So they've got a two game lead on the, or yeah, the Titans have a two game lead on the Colts and tiebreakers that, so that's done, you know, Somewhere in the Cleveland Baltimore Bengals mess, you feel like there's at least two playoff teams. One of those is going to sit out. And then the AFC West is sitting there with three teams, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. So really what this comes down to is Browns, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, Bengals, and Ravens. And, you know, hiding in the bushes is Pittsburgh and New England. Um you, d- you feel like those are those teams are kind of the outside looking in, but um, you know, there's going to be at least two of those teams or at least one of those teams that's probably left out. I'm inclined to think it's probably the Browns at this point. Um, they, you know, Baker Mayfield is not playing well. They have the ninth hardest schedule remaining. They've already lost to the Steelers. They've lost to, I believe they lost to the Ravens. Um, yeah. Yep. They, you know, they've, they've got a lot of work to do ahead of them and several of their key players are injured not and Baker's just not playing well so you're inclined to think that that's the team that might be on the outside looking in so and you know there's probably going to be one AFC West team on the outside looking in whether it be the Raiders the Chargers or the Chiefs so I don't think it's wide open because I think the two out of the four divisions are already decided winner wise and I feel like the Titans the Bills the Ravens and I guess the Bengals are almost locks to make the playoffs. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say that. But I just have a hard time believing some of these teams are, are going to make a late run. So it's for me, it's, it's still pretty up in the air. I mean, we still really don't even know what the Chiefs are. Well, we know what the Chiefs are, but we also know what they can be. 
So, you know, it's it's kind of hard to see, at least for me. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're more sure on it, but this is a this is the last topic I wanted to get into a little bit. I find this topic fascinating, even though it doesn't nothing's really changed that much. There are three superstar quarterbacks that want to and probably will be on different teams this time next year. Those being Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. All of them have more or less requested trades, floated stuff out there, have a reason to want to change teams. We will not have, we do, for this point of this conversation, let's just assume that the Deshaun Watson mess is cleared up. He's not going to jail. He might have to pay some lawsuits, but he's not going to jail and he's not, and he can play football. Where do you think these three quarterbacks end up next year? So Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, where do you think they end up? So I'll just start off with Deshaun, which, I mean, we could get into that, but that's, that's a whole nother can of worms. I, I don't think he's going to play, but let's just say that he was, let's say that, you know, dolphins were talking, they, they did their own private investigation. It turns out all of this is hogwash and Deshaun's actually a really great dude who just loves massages. I think he goes to the dolphins. I think that it's pretty obvious. They, they did the stupidest thing up at this trade deadline, which is basically say to we don't trust you. Uh, we're going to divorce you and get married with this guy over here. And then they didn't get married with the guy and are still married to him. Like, how in the world did you let that get out? I mean, I'm sure Deshaun's people probably leaked it, and that, that might have had something to do with why they didn't sign him. But come on. Like, you, you got to keep some stuff under wraps. And blowing the confidence of your star quarterback at this point, I mean, he's your starting quarterback. I don't know if he's a star yet, but that, that just seems like a dumb decision to me. And then Russ and A-Rod, I could see either one of them going to the Broncos they've got to get one of them. Right. And then the other one, I would say probably goes to the Steelers. They're, those are two teams that I feel like are just a quarterback and maybe two or three pieces away from being a legit Super Bowl contender. A-Rod, I mean, we saw him flirting with Mike Tomlin. Let's put him there. He goes to the Steelers and, and Russ goes to the Broncos. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to be a little contradictory. I think Here's the thing. I think that the Dolphins, I think that the Dolphins might feel that they are further away than they did at the beginning of this year. There was this feeling that, you know, they were a quarterback away and, you know, this season has really went downhill. I don't think that they're firing their head coach, but it's certainly possible. I don't know that they make the Deshaun Watson move. I feel like Carolina is the team that's more desperate. They have, they think that they have their, their defense fixed. They've got the offensive weapons. They think that they have their coach. They've got Joe Brady. They're going to try to keep him there another season. Great offensive coordinator. I think that he ends up with the Panthers. Completely could see that happening. They swoop in at the last minute, kind of, you know, steal the, steal the win out of the Dolphins sales there. Um, as far as Russell, I, I feel like one of these players is going to end up with the same team that they're on next year. Um, I feel like the one that's the most likely, here's the thing. I, I read this rumor, again, it's just a rumor that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams might be a package deal. Devontae Adams will be a free agent this year and will certainly be paid as the highest wide receiver in the, in the NFL, which he should be. Um, I, I don't know a team, the Packers certainly do not have the cap space to keep Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, um, especially 
with Devontae winning a new deal. So, but the team that needs to trade their quarterback the most is the is the Seahawks. They they almost need to tear it all down. That team is pretty broken anymore with the way the draft picks are and the current roster is. So I'm gonna put Russell Wilson on the Broncos. I could completely see that. There for a while, there was kind of that rumor about him going to the Raiders, but I think that they've got, you know, feel pretty confident with Derek Carr. And I guess I'm just going to put, keep Rodgers on the Packers. I just, I just don't see a situation that he could ever play for another team. I know he's the one who's kind of had the most smoke about wanting out, but I feel like, you know, this year it might be the year that they get it done, that they find a way to keep Devontae Adams, or maybe they don't keep Devontae Adams, but they find a way to bring in other players to make GM Aaron Rodgers happy, and he retires wearing the green and gold. So this is a little off topic, but I feel like I should ask this anyway. You've heard about the upcoming draft, right? About how this isn't a quarterback-heavy draft. It's really deep at edge, Uh basically pass rushers. So with these teams, like the Dolphins, who are, I think, one in five or, or something awful, who want to take a quarterback or who need a quarterback, do you think that they are more likely to trade their high-level draft picks so they can drop deeper in the draft and, and or maybe get a first-rounder next year? Because I, I feel like that's going to be a big storyline heading into this offseason where you see teams like, I don't want to say the Chiefs because that it gets cliche to say the Chiefs are going to be in every trade talk. or We'll, we'll just say like, I don't know, um we'll say the Broncos the Broncos uh are gonna have like a a middle of the round draft pick they're not gonna be super high super low you think that these teams will be more willing to get off those draft picks and and drop back maybe get a first rounder next year so they can get a quarterback you know in in the upcoming season rather than this one and we could see some edge guys go to we could see some teams get better at edge for a lower price yeah I I mean I certainly think it's possible I think that you know Teams were pretty aggressive this year in moving up because it was a good quarterback class and teams recognize when it's, or yeah, teams recognize when it's not a great quarterback class. I also think it's entirely possible that the middle class of quarterbacks is just dying that you're either a have or a have not. I mean, there's very few just kind of middling quarterbacks anymore. There's either good or just not good. You know, Matt Ryan actually could be a name that could be on the move next year. So I could see you know, the Broncos getting in with Matt Ryan or something that's kind of something that they would do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's definitely possible. And again, if you're the chiefs, that's bad news for you because this previous draft was a great draft for the chiefs. Why? Because there was four quarterbacks taken in the fourth round or in the first round before the chiefs ever had a pick that just bumps those other players down a position. You don't need edges, wide receivers, tight ends, corners, those players going high in the draft because there's not quarterbacks, that hurts the Chiefs. So, you know, the Chiefs should, the Chiefs ideally would be the type of team that would trade back and get two second round picks rather than having, you know, trying to trade up. I mean, given that we're pretty good at drafting second round players, I'd say that that's not a terrible idea. I mean, some of the best drafts that the Chiefs have had are when they trade back. I mean, they took Mitch Morris and Chris Jones in the same draft, if I remember right. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm going off the top of my head, but those were no, that's right. that was that was year that they tr- traded back, and you know the results were good. And you know, I I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of quarterback movement this season because, like you know, 
the Panthers tried to take a chance with Sam Darnold. That did, that wasn't wasn't it. Um, there's just going to be a lot of movement, so it'll definitely be interesting to see. Um, let let's go ahead and wrap up with this. We we usually we have been doing our take four segment. But honestly, we couldn't stomach picking four NFL games because it's a pretty terrible uh, slate of games. Say a few. So let's just let's just do the Chiefs Packers real quick. Just kind of how you expect this game is going to go, what your expectations are, and a final score. So this is a Chiefs, I guess, I don't, I don't know if you call it a Chiefs-centric podcast, but we're on Arrowhead Live, that, that network. So I'll just go ahead and say that the Chiefs win. Oh. Barely. I, I just have a hard time picking against them, you know what I mean? That with what we have and what we could be, the Packers' defense is legit, but – I think this past week was a step in the right direction, even though we it's one of those games where you're where your mistakes are highlighted in a way that you can see where you need to go. I think that the offensive staff, I think Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, they know that they have to start running the ball more and whether they do that or not, you know, who knows? And defensively, oh man, can, can we just get Sorensen and Neiman off the field at the same time? Like if, if we're going to have them on the field, we don't need them on the field every third down. So I, I think that that's something that Spags can look at and be like, okay, I've identified Sorensen is getting beat on outside leverage when he shouldn't have outside leverage. And Neiman is just, I don't know, a walking corpse at this point. I think those are some things that they can take away. And if they improve on that, get some, heavier boxes so Mahomes can throw I think this could be a good game I think Aaron Rodgers will have to throw a few interceptions for the Chiefs to win so I'll say he throws two interceptions and I think the defense has to give up big plays for the Packers I mean so I I think the Packers will give up a few deep plays maybe Djax is on the team maybe one to Mecole and I'm gonna say 3430 Chiefs. It's gonna be a gonna be a tough matchup. Pretty bold. I man, I it, I tweeted that it just feels like the days of the Chiefs offense scoring 30 points feels over right now. I, I just don't see how the Chiefs can can get this one out. I the Chiefs offense just feels too lost for the Chiefs defense to be able to keep the Packers down. The Packers, there's a real chance that they will have a all pro level left tackle David Bakhtiari back. Devontae Adams will be back. Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling will be back. Possibly Alan Lazard. Um, they did lose Robert Tunyon for the season to the ACL, which definitely helps. The Chiefs do get pretty torn up by the uh, tight end. But Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are going to eat this defense's lunch. I do feel good about the pass rush, maybe getting some sacks on Rodgers, but. Matt LaFleur is a really good coach. He's super underrated. Their scheme is very good. They're going to have the Chiefs defense guessing. I do think that the Chiefs defense will put in a noble effort, but I don't see a way that they keep them under 27 points. And 27 right now feels insurmountable to the Chiefs offense. And I know that that sounds crazy to say, but I just don't see the Chiefs offense being able to keep up with what the Packers are going to do. I'm, you know, and again, at what point do we just start saying this team is going to turn the ball over twice a game? Um, and, you know, the, so the Chiefs will probably turn the ball over a couple of times and 
shoot themselves in the foot and have a hundred yards and penalties. Like they kind of always do. And I don't think that the Packers do that. They the Packers are coming off 10 days of rest while the chiefs are coming off six. They're playing, you know, it does help that they're playing an arrowhead, but not much. So I'm going to go with Packers 34 chiefs 20 and not feel great about it, but I, I just, I just don't see a way. Now I feel like the chiefs have a much better, you know, everyone's talked about this three game gauntlet that the chiefs have. I definitely feel way better about the chiefs beating the Packers or the, the Raiders and the Cowboys because the Cowboys are kind of like the chiefs. They're all offense and can shoot themselves in the foot sometimes, but Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He's a bad man and he's coming to Kansas city and he knows he's going to be sniping Dan Sorensen every time that man's on the field. So I'll, I'll give you one more question before we get out of here. Cause I know we've been going for way over the time that we probably thought we would, but if the chiefs win, who has to have a good game outside of Patrick Mahomes? Cause that's the easiest answer, right? Patrick Mahomes comes in, throws for 404 and you know, it takes the game over. Who, who's somebody that has to come in, maybe a role player, somebody that, that has to step up. if We want to win this game. I mean, the answer is for me, the answer has got to be Travis Kelsey. He's kind of gone quiet the last couple of games of the season. He's going to need a, he's going to need a hundred. He's, you know, he's going to need a hundred and a touch or two. Cause that, I mean, Tyreek Hill, there are so many ways to manufacture touches for him that he's just going to get his, if the Chiefs make a concerted effort, but Kelsey's not that way. And he is the thing that puts his offense over the top. If he's having a big game, it opens up so many, so many other things. See, and, and I agree with you 100%. That's exactly what I was going to say. Travis Kelsey's, Kelsey has to come in and do Travis Kelsey things, which is 115 yards on five catches or seven catches and two TDs. He's, he's got to be a monster this week. And Absolutely. Hopefully we'll see that. Who knows? Who knows? Guys, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. So always, uh, if, if you do like to listen, you know, feel free to give us a shout out on social media. We're always looking to grow our brand and have more people listen to not just this podcast, but all the podcasts on Arrowhead Live. So please take a moment and do that. Um, as always, this is Price Carter. You can follow me at, at Price A. Carter. And joining me is my co-host Christian Amesworth at CBreezy underscore edits. We look forward to talking to you about the Chiefs Packers game soon. Um, as always, thanks for listening to Not Just Another Sports Podcast. Go Chiefs!